right, welcome in. We are off and running on another episode of What's the Spread. It is one of the best episodes of the year because today we are breaking down the college football playoff and the remainder of the New Year's Six game. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. Brad, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, How are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. I got my juices flowing. This is my third show so far. Uh, three out of four that I'm recording today. So I've been talking college football and NFL pretty much all day. Um, but it's been a hectic week with sports because not only is is it a big week for college football, it's also a big week for soccer. So I've had multiple soccer shows as well while all in paternity leave. But uh, being able to go to these games uh, has really like reinvigorated my excitement for this part of the year because there's nothing like going to watch college football. Like yesterday was funny. I went to the Pop-Tart Bowl and I like pom-poms, man. You know this. And so I just grabbed whatever pom-poms they had at the hospitality event. I didn't care if they were Kansas State or North Carolina State. And, of course, they were Kansas State, and I grabbed North Carolina. I mean, I was in the North Carolina State section. So I started shaking the pom-poms, and everyone was getting pissed off. I, was like, <laughs> I would shake them if they're red. They're just not red. But, yeah, man, uh, things are going pretty good, man. How were how your holidays? And, uh, yeah, talk to me. Well, did you stick around for the live toasting of the Pop-Tarts mascot? And I did not with the baby, man. We did not want her to be stuck in a not moving car. So we got the heck out of there so we can beat any kind of traffic. But I did see it. It was pretty sick. It's officially my favorite bowl name for sure. And I hope it yeah. sticks around. I hope they keep it because uh, it's brilliant marketing. Coming from a sales and marketing guy, it, 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 that is just – I think the Pop-Tarts brand is going to make a comeback because of yeah, this bowl Dude, I ate, they, at the hospitality event, they, they had uh, Pop-Tart Sundays. So I had a pop. I saw the picture of that and I wanted one. Yeah. Bro, it was so delicious. That looks great. Uh, but doing well, man. Uh, just enjoying some time off, enjoying some college football. As you see behind me, this is what's been going yeah, on the yeah. entire week. Uh, I'm loving it. So let's get into uh, the games here. Let's get into the college football playoff. This is happening on New Year's Day. We've got a big one here. The Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. The Rose Bowl game is one of my favorite games of the year, if not my favorite bowl game. It's the most epic setting in college football. And the fact that we're getting a matchup like number one Michigan and number four Alabama is a Christmas present and a New Year's present to all of college football fans. Michigan is sitting at a two and a half point favorite. Now, I've seen this move around a little bit. I've seen one. I've seen one and a half. We're going to call it at two and a half. Brad, you got to be nervous. You got to be excited. But what are the keys to the game for you here? Uh, yeah, uh, for Alabama, it's not let J.J. McCarthy do anything. Um, you have to hang your hat on having a really talented secondary that can get to the quarterback. We know Michigan's going to get their yards on the ground. It's not a matter of Alabama not being as strong or as physical at the point of attack. It's just Michigan is that good at running the ball. Um, so you can't get beat in both sides, uh, both sides, excuse me, both facets of the uh, offensive attack there for Michigan. And then Alabama on the offensive side of the ball, stick to what got you there. Um, it's a good balance of, you know, small little dinks and then take the shots when necessary. Michigan's not a team that takes a lot of shots. Um, so if you can kind of shock them, punch them in the mouths a couple times deep, it kind of changes the, the landscape for them. Uh, but unfortunately for Michigan, the number one seed has to go all the way across the country. Like, come on, like that, that's pretty tough. I think that's the great neutralizer in this game where, you know, it's generally, uh, region or location specific for the number one seed they have the better advantage and both teams are traveling across the country so um i think that balances it out i went with alabama um i i do believe this is probably the best michigan team that we've seen so far but i don't think there's too good for me not to want to trust in nick saban 
Yeah, I like Bama here as well, Brad. Um, I've got uh, I'm, I'm I'm very confident on this pick of the two games, and mostly it's because of the history of the SEC in the playoff. I'm going with Nick Saban. I'm going with the SEC records in these playoff games, and I'm going with the lack of success that Michigan has seen in the playoff games. And I feel like that we can see that again. Now, do I think this is the most competitive uh, Michigan team that we've seen? Yes. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a close game. But I am much more confident in the way that Alabama is playing right now. The fact that they're coming off a big win against Georgia, who is arguably the best team and best program in the country, and the quarterback play for me is going to be the difference. Because we know that Michigan can run the ball. But J.J. McCarthy has not had to do very much down the stretch of this season. Whereas Jalen Milrow has just gotten better and better and better and better every single week. And it came to a head in that Georgia game in the SEC championship where the dude played out of his mind. And, I mean, it didn't matter what they were calling. Quarterback rushes, throwing down field, slants. Uh, he, he just feels really comfortable in this offense. And I think it's such a dangerous time to be a Michigan fan because of the way that Alabama is playing football. You know they didn't want to play Alabama. Nobody wants to see Alabama yeah. in the playoff because of the success that they've had. I just can't see Saban losing in the first round and losing to a Michigan team that has yet to win a playoff game. So I'm going with the Crimson Tide. I love that. All right, let's go ahead and move into the other one, the All-State Sugar Bowl, number three, Texas, and number two, Washington. Again, if you're a college football fan, Merry Christmas. We've got two epic games. This is going to be the nightcap. Uh, this line really has not moved at all uh, since since the very beginning. Texas is sitting at minus Four. And I've gone back and forth on this one, Brad, because I think Texas is going to win the game. However, if I'm getting four points from Washington, I'm going to go ahead and take plus four with the Huskies for a couple of reasons. Every time that this Washington team has been doubted this year, they have shown up and they have balled out with who I think is the best quarterback in the country and who should have won the Heisman, Michael Penix Jr., should have won the Heisman absolutely all year. He was consistently the best player in college football on an undefeated team, and he's the definition of best player because this team would be nowhere without exactly. Michael Penix Jr. He's that good. Uh, I think they match up really well against the Texas secondary. I said that about um, you know Oklahoma State, but th- this is a uh, in the Big Twelve championship. But this is a completely different monster. I I I think that Washington will have a very similar game plan to what they did against Oregon, and that was just attack the secondary and keep them off balance. And also keeping Bo Nix off the field is is how they did it. Now, I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout, which is why I feel really good about taking the plus four. I think Washington can win the game. I still think Texas wins, but getting four points, I feel really good about taking the underdog here. I, uh, I I took Washington as well, Washington plus four. But just for full transparency's sake, I'm also sitting on Texas plus 180 ticket. So it would be a brilliant if if uh, Texas can win this game by two or three. But Washington, the Joe Moore winning offensive line team, they are keeping their quarterback upright. I think that they will be able to do enough to stop Texas in the passing attack. It'll be off if Texas can run the ball um, on the Huskies. And like you said, you said this best, Miles, and I want to stick to this uh, theme. Throughout the season, Washington has been disrespected. This is a Washington team that was an underdog to Oregon and beat the brakes off them. This is a Washington that played Oregon twice, and Oregon had more of the handle in both of those games, and Washington uh, won both of those teams. The, I, both of those games, I'm really excited what DeBoer's done with this program, done with this team. And shout out to Michael Penix. Uh, what he had four straight season ending surgeries. Um, and now he comes and he has a chance to lead his team to the national championship game. So, yeah, I'm at Washington plus four, but I, I do think Texas might edge them in this one. 
Yeah, uh, I see an Alabama-Texas national championship, and I would not be surprised at all if Washington also comes away with the victory uh, and and even wins because I think Washington is that good. Again, as you said, they've been disrespected. Nobody gave them a chance against Oregon uh, the second time around, even though they had already beaten them, and then they beat Oregon handily in that uh, Pac-12 championship game. Uh, but either way, it's the four most deserving teams, no doubt. Uh, can't wait for some great matchups, and good luck, man. Roll Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide. All right, let's go ahead and go into a couple of other ones here. Uh, the Capital One Orange Bowl, we got number six Georgia and number five Florida State in what may be the weirdest, wildest, strangest New Year's Six bowl game we've ever seen. I think this is definitely the highest spread we've ever seen. Um, it seems that Florida State will not even have a team to field at this point, and Georgia is sitting at a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Brad, what do you think here? Yeah, this is a game I should be in attendance for. Uh, we're getting our tickets later today. Uh, and let me tell you, Miles, this is also a game where I'm going as a spectator, not working. And I didn't mind paying tickets because people are literally giving the tickets away because yeah. Florida State is not playing anybody. Um, I locked this in at two different prices. I locked in Georgia at 12 and a half. I locked in Georgia at 16 and a half. Florida State is not playing anyway. They're going to have 10 regular players on the defensive side of the ball that are not going to be playing. 10. Uh, they're going to have their number one, their most important player in verse out. We already know that their quarterback in Jordan Travis is out. Their top two receivers are both out in Coleman and uh, Davis. Their running back, Benson, is out. Two members of the offensive line is out against the Georgia team, who pretty much has everybody except Brock Bowers and maybe Mims. <clears throat> so, yeah, go ahead and give me Georgia. I, I like them all the way up to 20 and a half. I probably wouldn't play it anymore. But this is going to be one of those lopsided games. It's unfortunate for Florida State, but their team is, you know, th their players are doing what's better for their career. This game to them is meaningless because they had aspirations to make the playoffs and they didn't. And so they're going to they're going to get what they deserve, an ass whooping. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing that as well. My advice here to anybody who wants to play the game at this point, if you haven't already taken Georgia at another line, I'd probably just stay away. Yeah. But uh, – I also wouldn't mind taking Georgia minus 20 half. If I had to pick a side, I'm not taking Florida State. I also locked in Georgia early. I got him at 14 and a half, so I feel a lot better about that. But honestly, I think it's going to be a mismatch. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout in a game that everybody forgets about um, after it's all said and done. So I would go ahead and ride Georgia here. Yeah. Let's talk about the Peach right. Bowl. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Number 10, Penn State, five and a half point favorite versus Ole Miss, number 11 there. Miles, I wanted to kick this one off first because – I thought, you know, I didn't have a tough con conviction to this, but I thought mathematically Penn State should be able to whip Ole Miss. Um, and why I say this and why I'm making this big point of this is because blind, before I did any, pulled any of the numbers, I thought Ole Miss would beat Penn State, like just from the eye test. And then I dug deeper. I have Penn State by like six points here. Um, I got the line at four and a half. I know Chop Robinson's going to be out and – uh, uh, the good corner, um, drawing a blank on his name uh, for Penn State is going to be out. But I just think that, you know, Ole Miss defensively is not going to be enough for me. I did see a crazy stat that um, that Jackson Dart has gone over 16 and a half rushing yards in all but two games this season. Marty Chamberlain uh, passed that over to me. I ended up passing on the game, but um, for my, my bowl, college bowl um, series, uh, that competition, I, I did take Penn State. 
Yeah, I'm going with the Big Ten here as well. I'm going with Penn State. Uh, it's it's up to minus five and a half at this point. I will I, I will still take it there because Ole Miss's defense is absolutely horrid. And I think Penn State's going to run for possibly 250 yards in this yeah. game. Um, and, and, and that's really all it's going to be is they're just going to run the ball, um, you know, uh, impose their will physically. And even missing a key players on the defensive side, it's such a good defensive scheme. Uh, it's such yeah. a good defensive team that I think they're going to give uh, fits to Ole Miss there. Um, so it could be a close game here, uh, but I – I think Penn State could win this game by seven, eight, maybe even ten. Love it. All right, let's go ahead to the uh, Fiesta Bowl. We got number eight Oregon and number twenty-three Liberty. Oregon is sitting at a seventeen-point favorite. It's a lot of points to get here, Brad. Um, I just wouldn't feel comfortable betting on Liberty here plus seventeen. Uh, so again, this is another really uh, uh, you know large spread here. Uh, so. You know, do I feel great about it? No, but this is an Oregon team that uh, was supposed to be a playoff contender. Um, Bo Nix, as far as I know, is playing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's huge. And Liberty hasn't played literally anybody uh, uh-huh. the entire season. Like, nobody. They played high school teams and JV teams. And now they're going to go up against uh, Oregon, uh, someone who should have been in the playoff. I-, I feel like the spread should probably be higher. So I'm going to go with the Ducks here. Liberty's going to be a trendy, um, a trendy underdog watch uh, when this game rolls around. You're going to see it all over X where people are taking Liberty. I, I like Oregon. Um, I know Casey Jackson's probably the biggest miss uh, that's not going to get talked about for Oregon, the corner, which might make the Liberty score more points. But I think Oregon's going to go roll them. Uh, having Bull Nix playing, um, I heard Tez Johnson is going to play because uh, him and Bo Nix are super close. Um, so they don't have Troy Franklin, Franklin, but they still have Tez Johnson, which is still massive. So yeah, give me the Ducks minus 17. All right. Uh, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. We got number 21, Tennessee, and number 17, Iowa. You and I were talking about this one before the show. I think we're on the same side here. Um, I, I saw this line at eight uh, earlier. I would have felt better there, but it, right now it's Tennessee minus five and a half. But I am all over the Iowa Hawkeyes here. Iowa always plays well in bowl games. They always play well in the postseason when everybody doubts them. Yep. They go into the postseason the same way every single year, getting their ass whipped in the Big Ten Championship game, <laughs> having one of the best defenses in the country, and they always end up playing in a game like this against Tennessee or Kentucky or Ole Miss, whoever it may be. They always show out. They always play well. Tennessee's starting a, a true freshman quarterback. Give me the Iowa defense uh, in this game, and I'm getting points. I feel really good about the Hawkeyes. Yeah, Tennessee getting in this bowl game because Alabama missed, uh, made the playoffs and didn't miss the playoffs. They were like, well, crap. Now we have to play in the Cheez-It Bowl. What are our players going to do? Milton is leaving. Uh, Jabari Small, Jalen Wright are all out against an Iowa team who are the kings of the Citrus Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl. They are the absolute kings. They, they love this bowl game. I'm taking Iowa. Defense wins out. I, I know Nico is going to be a good quarterback at some point, but against this defense, a defense that's pretty stacked in terms of players that are going to play in this game. I think they're going to be in trouble. Low-scoring game, but Iowa edges Tennessee in this one. All right, the next one will be an absolute mess. It'll be the Reli- the ReliQuest Bowl, which I believe used to be the Outback Bowl. Uh, so another New Year's Day matchup here. You've got number 13, LSU, going up against Wisconsin. LSU's a 10-point favorite. Who do you like? Uh, I like LSU here. Uh, Wisconsin without Braylon Allen is not a team that I want to be on. And I know that we're not going to see Jaden Daniels, but I've said this since the beginning of the year that Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be the quarterback of the future for this LSU team. Dude is hella talented. Um, We saw him play uh, against, who was it, Purdue last season um, in their bowl game. 
and just he lit it up. He played well, and I think he's going to do the same. Uh, the two receivers, Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors, are questionable. Um, supposedly they're going to play, but I think they're only going to play limited action, one or two series here. But I don't. That doesn't change my mind. Uh, poor Wisconsin's just in trouble. Like Wisconsin is still figuring out where they're going to be in the future with their offense. Uh, defense yeah. is not as strong as years before because obviously the, the focus switched on the offense. So yeah, it's LSU for me. Yeah, Brad, huge, huge mismatch here. I'm all over LSU minus 10. Uh, as you said, Wisconsin in their first year under Luke Fickle, they're still trying to figure out their identity. I don't think they're ready for a bowl game like this, even with the opt-outs for LSU. They're, they're just a much more talented program right now. Uh, and 10 is not enough. So, uh, all over LSU here. All right, let's go to the Music City Bowl. We got Auburn in Maryland. Auburn is a seven-point favorite. Brad, simple here for me. This was a complete toss-up, and I didn't really know which direction to go in. So I'll take the points, and I'll take the Big Ten. So I'm going to go with Maryland here, plus seven. I, I want to throw up when this game came across my screen. Um, I'm going with Auburn minus seven here. And the only reason is I genuinely believe Talia Tagaviola is that important to that Maryland team. Yeah. Also a Maryland team, uh, they, they did win their last game of the season, but kind of stumbled into the, into the, uh, into the off season here. So I, I have no conviction, but I'm going with Auburn minus seven. All right. Who do you like in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl? We got Wyoming and Toledo. Wyoming, three and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'm taking the favorites here. Wyoming, uh, a good team, a good team to want to lay points with. Toledo, Toledo, I don't have nothing bad or negative to say. This is a game that I don't mind passing, but I do believe Wyoming covers here. Toledo let me down in the MAC uh, championship game, and I was a big fan of them this year, so I'm going to ride Toledo one more time at plus one three more. and a half. One more time. Hopefully it works <laughs> out. Uh, Brad, that's it. That's every bowl game. Man, uh, we, we got to make sure. We got to make sure we do one more show for the national championship. But definitely everyone, including you, Miles, who came along for this journey. Um, we thank you. Uh, this has been a freaking awesome season. It's been great. Um, I hope next year is just as good. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you smash the like button. Uh, subscribe and comment on this. And if you are listening in podcast form, please make sure you rate and subscribe. Miles Markowitz, I'm Brad Thomas. Enjoy the